Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This meeting is being recorded. So hi, uh, my name is Jenny, and I have a special guest right now. And for my podcast, So You Think You Can Write. So she's a published author, and I would just like you to introduce uh, to Sorry about that. My dog Bacon wants to join, and yeah, um, and so yeah. So this is for my podcast. So you think you can write, and my YouTube channel as well. And so I'm going to be interviewing uh, Debbie Civil, and she's going to be talking about herself. So hi, Debbie. Can you um, can you introduce yourself, please? Thank you. Hi guys. I'm Debbie Civil. I'm from Massachusetts, uh, born and raised. I love to write. I write primarily um, anything to do with romance for young adults and new adult readers. That's great. That's amazing. Um, so Debbie, um, can you tell the uh, audience and the listeners like um, what makes you so amazing right now, which I find really amazing? Um, can you tell them your story, like how you got into writing? Okay, so um, I grew up with uh, a disease. Well, I don't know if it's so much as a disease as a condition called Leber's congenital amaurosis. Um, it shrunk the out octave nerve, so it took away my vision when I was a baby. Um, so books have always been great for me because they painted pictures I couldn't understand in any other way. And uh, when I was growing up, I don't know if you know this, but blind people, we love going to movies and have audio description now, but it wasn't very big when I was growing up. So I relied on books a lot. Mm -hmm. And I started reading um, in my third grade class, this book called Sarah Plain and Tall. And I really wanted to read the other books, but I didn't know it was a series, but my teacher encouraged me, well, if you really wanna know what happens after the end of the book, uh, create your own story. And that's what how I began to write. That's great. So. Yeah, I often uh, hear people like they say that, oh, I can't write and, you know, it's impossible, but you have proven that uh, despite the, you know, the odds and stuff, you're, you're writing, which is really amazing. So there's really nothing stopping people from writing. So can you tell me about your like first book and like, like how like you got into publishing like more and more books over the years so but we'll talk about the first one yes okay my first book was the hunter um that came about i was a sophomore in college i know i got into the twilight universe way too late definitely in 2010 my sister was like you have to read these books they're so great and i was like i guess so so i read twilight and i was like wow there's an audience for this? This is interesting. I want to create my own universe. So um, when I was 20, I started writing drafts and drafts of like um, The Hunter, which is about um, soulmates that find each other. My books are 
definitely soulmate related. And I created this whole cast system. It was so fun, but I didn't publish it till 2014. I, was, I, I queried a lot of people and I got in touch with Wingsy Press and published it in 2014. And that's how I got started. That's amazing. And uh, how many books have you published since then? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, probably almost 30 because I have 30. Two of them are in pre-order. I think two. Yeah, two of them are in pre-order. So technically 28 are available. Two of them you can pre-order. That's amazing. Uh, so you mentioned a publishing company, uh, but right now, are you traditionally published or both? Um. So I did that one book with the small press and then I just decided to um, self-publish. To be honest, my books, I never know like the where they fit or how I would query them. I My imagination is just, <laughs> people call it interesting. I say it's more like I imagine things and then I put it down and then I don't know how to query them. So I said, you know, just self-publish it, get rid of the whole querying thing. It, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of rejection. And I didn't think I wanted to face that again. Yeah, um, that's the thing about uh, self-publishing is you can always find an audience. And I think your your task as a self-published author is ju just to find the uh, the people, your readers and your audience. Um, so um, how did you connect and find your readers? Like, yeah, how was wow. the process? I'm still trying. Um, I find my readers, I have a YouTube channel and I upload my audiobooks on YouTube. And I noticed that once I started doing that, it gave me an idea of what people like, what people don't like. Um, Audible has definitely been a way for me to find my audience. Cause in Facebook groups, when I, cause with Audible, I publish through ACX and there's two uh, choices you can make. You could do exclusive and when you're exclusive, they give you these codes. And so on, I would go into Facebook groups and say, hey, I have a code for my book, um, who is interested? And then people would give me helpful feedback and let me know what they liked, what they didn't like. It's all about trying to find people to read your book to give you feedback. And so once I did that, I realized, oh, there must be a market on YouTube. So then I switched to a non-exclusive contract and I've been uploading my books on YouTube and reading the comment section. And that's really been helpful as well. That's great. That's amazing. Um, that's really amazing. You mentioned uh, audiobooks as well, but um, so who does the, um, what you call that, the, um, the, vo the voice, do you hire like a voice actor or? Yes. So with ACX, um, anyone that has an Amazon account actually can, already has KDP, it already has ACX. So ACX is pretty much like KDP, except for it's for audiobooks. So what you do is you go on there, you make a profile for your book and you can either post an audition, AKA like, you know, uh, just say, hey, I'm waiting for auditions for this book. And then people will audition with a script that you pick out, which is like, you know, a two or three pages of your book and they'll read it and you'll decide who or you can actively search people out. I have done both and both have their pros and cons. Yeah, I heard about that. I was gonna go into um, the ACX as well, but I heard that like the voice actor gets a cut of your uh, royalty, is that correct? Okay, so that's for one of the plans. So there are three options you can, you can do. Uh, the first one 
is you can do pay for production, which is you pay the voice actor and then they get no cut of anything. It's just you in Audible or wherever the book is sold, um, splitting the cut. Then there is something called, um, I don't know the proper name for it, uh, but the second option is you pay nothing, the audiobook uh, narrator records everything and they get a split of the profit. At, or you can do a contract that has both, like say if you're only paying them 25 per recorded hour and they get some of the- the cut the proceeds oh. yeah oh okay that's good to know yeah because um i think that's going to be the future as well um the audiobooks is uh increasing the sales are increasing i saw like um i read like an article on that one like audible is um you know a form of it's still like the the audio version of our books which is more accessible to you know, people, especially like yourself that, um, you know, can't really see the print and stuff. So which is like, there's the whole like bigger market for audiobooks. And I think that's going to be um, like a, the future of like, like, you know, Amazon and stuff like the audibles. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, side note, uh, I just wanted to like, um, like, Blind people can, uh, we can listen to, we have a screen reader that helps mm -hmm. with our computer and our phones. And I'm telling you, listening to Siri read a book versus listening to the audiobook, huge difference. I, I'm spoiled. I'd rather the audiobook version than Siri reading a 400 page book to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard about it. I, I do have clients that are you know have vision um deficits and stuff they do have that that reader the text to speech thing um or this um yeah that that reads the stuff for them but i think that the the uh, the accent is very like stilted like the ai oh. is still not good yet yeah not good at all <laughs> hey but it, we've come a long way technology wise so i can't complain um, it's amazing that I can pick up an iPhone, turn on voiceover, and I'm able to use all these apps and not have to worry about buying another software. It's literally in every single iPhone you can turn on voiceover. That's just amazing. Uh, on that special uh, note, though, um, so how uh, is your writing process, how different is your writing process from other people's like uh, writing process? Well, I don't know if mine is different. It's like, I do use my laptop to write. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do is, is music's important to me. So I'll create playlists for different series on my phone. So you'll, if you look at my phone, I have a um, playlist for my alien series, which I call the first generation universe. Cause it's, it's like series within a series. So I collect songs from there and then or if I'm writing about um, my shifters the holder series has its own playlist and what I do is in one ear I have an earbud and I shuffle the playlist and listen to the songs and then I type on my computer so I can still hear JAWS which is the screen reader that I use for my laptop. Wow that's amazing yeah so there really is um I've spoken to a lot of authors and, you know, like from former policemen or uh, law enforcement lawyers and stuff like that. And I even spoke with a transgender 
uh, person and like retired people. So there's really like, um, what I'm trying to say is that authors come in all shapes and sizes. And there's really, as long as you have a story to tell, there's really no limitations, um, no matter where you come from. Um, there's really no limitations to what you can do. Almost oh, definitely not, no limitations at all. That's right, yeah. So it's, it's amazing that I'm finding so many different people uh, through my podcast. I think my la uh, last few interviews, uh, I had like a nine-year-old kid that I interviewed. It's, it's just like amazing, you know? Oh, I know, I love it. Like kids are starting to publish books like this um, lovely lady reached out to me and was like, can you review my son's book or like, and I said, sure. Cause I like, I definitely will review anything. Like I love to listen to stories. So I listened to this book thinking it's like a 20 year old writing it. Then at the end, I read acknowledgements, the only 12. And my review was like, wow, this is so put together. Didn't think a seventh grader wrote this at all. It was so science-based. It was so put together and it made me so happy. Cause that is definitely true. He had a huge imagination. It was like a superhero science novel. It was just insane that he was only 12. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, the the era that we're born in right now, there's really no limitations as storytellers. We're only limited by our imagination. We literally can like, there's so many avenues now. Yeah, so exciting. I know it's exciting. So um, are you currently working on a book right now? And can you tell the audience and the listeners right now uh, what you're currently working on? I'm working on a book called Captive Fate. So I mentioned earlier, I have a um, universe, which is pretty much like the first generation universe. So in that universe, the first series I'm writing is called Age of Chaos. So I'm doing book four. I'm like really excited because each, um, I would say series follows a different set of couples. So for book four, it's about uh, one, one couple is struggling because a clone kidnapped, you know, one of the girls and the other couple is struggling because the male in that relationship finally realizes that a big secret that his parents were hiding from him. So it's really fun. And then there's clones. Well, they're mental clones. So what happens is the clones, um, there's this evil scientist who realized I'm smart, but I need more of myself in order to create this super army that can destroy uh, my sister's claim to the throne. So what he does is he kidnaps unwilling people and he implants them with this consciousness. So it's like, he's, they're like mental clones. So they all think like him, all have his knowledge, but they're, but they're not him, obviously, but. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's tough to fight them because it's like, imagine 20 of your worst nightmare. They all think the same way. And so you're tracking them down. You're trying to like 
you know, and they're in high places too. That's the worst part. Yeah, that really sounds like an interesting book. Yeah, I'm into science fiction myself, but more in like the, the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I just yeah. saw Nope by Jordan Peele yesterday. It was really good. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie too. It's really, yeah, I love it. I love science fiction. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> it takes a special kind of writer to write that because it's very, as you mentioned earlier, very technical. And it's just um, a different, like for me, it's a different like animal and stuff. And it's not something like I can't, I know I technically I can't go into but it takes a, a lot of special skills and knowledge and stuff to just put that together but I do appreciate like science fiction oh yeah um I would say I'm more like sci-fi fantasy like a crossover because mm -hmm. I love magic so there is magic in this book romance I would say it's like baby science fiction like mm -hmm. that's the only aspect and the planet hopping but the rest of it is definitely like fantasy there's covens Imagine like all of that just smashing together because I got sick and tired of reading books of where Earth is so useless and oh, they have no defense against, um, you know, alien invaders and we're just a uh, poor little Earthlings. So I created this, this uh, premise where these casters are the protector of Earth and they repelled um, the Olympians who are a different race. They're not mm -hmm. like they're not like gods in my, in my universe, literally came from um, Olympus, which is a planet. They repelled them. And mm -hmm. so for 2000 years, they just kind of didn't think there was a threat to them. They're just like, whatever. And then all of a sudden this new conflict happens and they have to like rise up and actually fight instead of being lazy. Yeah. So yeah, my, my sister is a huge science fiction um, and fantasy fan like she literally has books and books and yeah you're right it does like the the line between science fiction and fantasy they they can mix so there's literally um of course there's purists that want like science science fiction and, and then the fantasy yeah. but uh generally that uh i've noticed that my sister is a fan of both science fiction and fantasy because they can coexist like they are like related yeah <laughs> It's yeah, world building. It's definitely world building, but if you just are primarily like a super science fiction, you probably will not like this book. Because um, if you're a fantasy fan though, and science fiction, you will, I think. I think it's more for those people than like both. Yeah, I'll tell my sister to check it out. She's like huge, huge uh, science fiction and fantasy fan. Like she has trilogies and like you know the the 12 book series and stuff she she loves that she eats it up and stuff yeah yeah but I'm more like um I'm more contemporary I love like you know the current setting and stuff so more contemporary uh, fiction yeah contemporary fiction I yeah. write that as well I, I it's a challenge for me though it takes me forever to finish writing those books like I wrote this book called Unexpected Engagement and it took me like a year to finish because it's so hard because with fantasy you get to make up whatever you I'm better at like making up whatever I want and like you know clones like throw them in but with contemporary you have to be careful you have to do your research you have to um that's right yeah that's right it's like uh it's a mix between like real life and like some elements of fantasy yeah it is uh it's a it's a different um 
um, setting and genre, but um, but we all struggle with like writing writer writer's block. So how do oh, yeah. you deal with um, writer's block? Uh, so <laughs> I'm currently suffering through it right now. <laughs> um, so what I do is honestly, I change my setting. Like I will be like, hey sis, like I told her today, cause I'm definitely like, I definitely um, commandeer her apartment. So I was like, oh, I might stay here and try to write something. And she was like, oh, okay. So I changed my setting. Music is definitely help. Or what I did the last time I'd write, write something that wasn't serious. I find that like veering from your project sometimes as writing something nonsensical or something that you probably won't publish but you do it for yourself, it like kind of like unlocks the creativity. So like what happens is I'll be writing something that's just not gonna be published. And then a scene will happen. I'll be like, hey, this would be good for captive fate. Oh, and then, you know what I'm saying? You, you gotta, I guess it's like how I handle writer's block is just write. Not everything's gonna be perfect. Not everything's gonna be publishable, but it's okay. That's right. Yeah. That's why we have uh, manuscripts and drafts and we have editors as well. Like, you know, the editors that, that initially like that will like check it out if everything was yes. fitting together or if it's a mishmash of like, hey, this doesn't make sense. So that's why we need, you know, all the, that process and stuff. But what is, what is your writing process? Can you describe your typical day for me like a, as a writer? A typical day as a writer. Let's see. I work the early shift at a call center. So I wake up very early, like at six o'clock, uh, 5.30 if I actually go into the office. After that, my day ends at 3.30. This is perfect for a writer because then I go home. I listen to music to clear my head and then I'll write a chapter. And then what I'll do is I write one book, but I'll edit another, if that makes any sense to you. Like for instance, uh, Captive Magic is the third book in that series, and it's already done. The editors have already, uh, my editor has already went over it, but I'm doing one final read through before I upload the manuscript. So I'll read a little bit of that, but then work on Captive Fate after. So it's like an assembly line kind of. So, um, so I split my time between that. What I notice more is I definitely need to focus more time on um, social media. I think I'll probably put in a half an hour block just to try to be on social media more. I'm terrible at it though. I'll, I'll do it religiously for like a month and then just not post anything. I'm terrible. I think that's the thing I struggle with the most. Okay. That's yeah. I think everybody has some struggles, especially in writing, but that's amazing. So you have a full-time job and a, a, uh, after your work, you, you write. So how, how many, uh, do you have like a word count? Like, that, so uh, if, yeah, if it's captive, like treasure that series, I try to do 2000 word chapters. So I do that. Um, if it's my bride's dock on Portum Island, the chapters are 1500. So I could probably do two chapters. It all literally depends on the chapter length. But if I wasn't working and I literally had a day off, I could probably write um, like 6K a day if I if on weekends. Wow. So, um, so like how long does it take you to write like one book, like uh, typically? Ah, if I know what's going on and I plotted it a month. 
if I don't know what's going on and I'm writing, um, I'm a pantser, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I just write mm -hmm. and write and write and then I'll take things apart and say, hey, this is a good idea, but get rid of that, um, that month and a half. But if I'm struggling, like what happened with unexpected engagement a year, <laughs> it depends. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, actually both, I'm a plotter and then a pantser. Like, so I do plot the skeleton and stuff, so to speak. Yeah. But then uh, with each thing, I'm not, they do recommend that you just really sit down and like finish the entire like plotting and stuff. That's what they re recommend. But I find that it really stops me creatively, you know, like it prevents you from being really creative. So I, I yeah. And that's amazing. Uh, you, you mentioned like you have a creative exercise because it actually does work doing something creative has like a, an effect on your writing. So, you know, even if it's painting, listen to music, making music or whatever, um, there are, it's like getting your creative juices flowing and stuff. So that's a good tip. Most definitely. And I, I myself, I can't get locked into a plot too much. It'll just be skeleton like you described like this person's gonna die at the end of book two okay well this couple is gonna end up together like it's stuff like that like basic stuff and then i'll fill it in with my pantsing oh so you just have a beginning and then an end and then you feel like everything in between yes because it helps to know where you're going because like my friend used to ask me when he read the drafts of the hunter he would be, he used to be like what's the payoff like, why am I reading this? You need to really figure out what the payoff to this is, Debbie, because all I'm reading is battle scene after battle scene. Where is this going? <laughs> so that's what I really learned how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's nice. Um, so um, what you call that to the listeners and also the audience, if they're on YouTube or my podcast, um, whichever uh, platform they're they're on uh, what especially to the would-be authors or the people that want to be authors uh, what is the one advice that you can give them get writer friends forget about people that like don't understand writing because I find that they don't mean to but sometimes if you ask questions about your friends and you know ask questions to your friends that they don't write they tend to give like unenthusiastic responses and then it makes you feel bad it makes you feel like well maybe they don't take me seriously but it's really just, they just don't get the process so get writers friends no one's gonna love your project more than you i like that one because it's so true um like i could talk to you about like um my books all day long doesn't mean you want to hear it but just remember you're your biggest fan and you're the advocate for your book and you're the one that's good you're the creator of your own universe so don't let what people say affect you. Also be able, this is a lot of advice, but also be able to take criticism constructively. Like if someone's saying, oh, your book, your book sucks, that doesn't help. But if someone said, I'm confused, I'm not sure who's speaking in this paragraph, and I'm not sure like this couple doesn't have any chemistry, that stuff you need to listen to, because I know it's hard, because like you're like the book parent. So you don't ever want to hear criticism about your baby but sometimes that actually helps you as a writer like when I said my friend used to tell me what's the payoff when I was doing right. yeah I actually um, I've hired like a develop developmental editor which is what you're talking about like just someone that looks at the whole big picture exactly. 
and then tells you like, ah, this scene doesn't make sense. Yeah, so you do need, um, if you know people are gonna take writing seriously, they will need an editor. It's just important. It's just part of the process. Editors are super useful. Like I used to have um, cognitivity like issues, like, oh, continuity, my bad. Continuity issues where like all of a sudden my character who hates orange juice drinks orange juice. My editor would be like, yeah. it's like you said on page three, she can't stand orange juice. Why is she drinking it? That's weird. Pick a different juice to hate. I hate grapefruit juice. Pick that one instead. <laughs> stuff like that. Like even small stuff. You have to stay true to your characters and remember your characters also need hobbies. Like I always try to be like, okay, this character likes to sing. This one likes to cook. That one likes to paint. Like I try to give them hobbies to make them relatable. I don't, that's how I write. I don't know. Other people may not do that, but. Yeah. And just uh, one final word. Um, can you tell the uh, audience um, where we can find you? And I'll also provide the show links uh, below, like the show notes. Um, just mention briefly um, where they can find you. Well, you can find me on YouTube, um, Debbie Civil, and then that's where all my like all the audiobooks that I don't have um, that are non-exclusive with ACX are located. You can find me on Amazon. Um, I'm starting to move all my books to Kindle Unlimited, but certain series you can also find me on Apple, wherever books are sold, and on Twitter, um, and Instagram, and. Facebook. So definitely, I love to chat. So please feel free to reach out in those platforms. Yeah. And thank you very much for your time, um, Debbie. And uh, I hope like if you want to talk to me like um, months from now and stuff, just contact me and we'll do, you know, another interview and stuff. I would like to have you back on my show. I'd love to be back. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'll definitely reach out to you. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much for your time. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, everybody, for listening or watching. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.